Section 13 of the Vegetable Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Denny Sayers. The Vegetable Garden by Ida Dandridge Bennett. Chapter 9, Part 3. Peas sow peas as early as the ground can be worked in spring old gardeners usually claim that they like to have the last snow find their peas in the ground certain it is that peas like a cool soil and often fail to germinate when the weather and soil is warm the dwarf varieties are usually preferred for the private garden but will not bear as heavily as the taller sorts but as these require brushing, the difference in labor is by many considered to more than offset their extra productiveness. Poultry netting makes ideal support for the tall growing sorts, and if rolled up and stood in a dry place after the peas are gathered, will last a lifetime. The wrinkled varieties are far ahead in tender sweetness of the smooth varieties, but as they are not as hardy, they should be planted in well-drained, warm, sandy ground for the first planting. Peas may be planted for a succession every two weeks, up to the middle of June, then should be discontinued until the middle of August, when sowing of the extra early varieties may be made for a late crop. In planting, sow in double rows, six to eight inches apart, the rows from two to three feet apart. Plant the seed four inches deep, and tread down the rows, going over the rows lightly with the lawn rake, when all the seeds are in. This deep planting prevents mildew, and the seed is less apt to be disturbed by moles. American Wonder and Knott's Excelsior are of the best of the wrinkled peas, Knott's Excelsior being a rather freer bearer owing to possessing more top. American Wonder is but one foot in height, and has not sufficient top to be a very profitable pea, except for the home garden, but as peas are one of the few vegetables which may be grown in successive crops on the same ground, the plants may be pulled up as soon as through bearing, and another planting of seeds made in the same place. Champion of England is an excellent late pea of the wrinkled sort, and of fine flavor. It requires brushing, or should be given wire netting support. The main crop of peas, which are grown through the warmer months, may be planted to advantage on a heavier soil. They should be kept cultivated, and free from weeds, and the earth drawn up against the vines a couple of times, before maturing. This is all the culture required peas being one of the easiest vegetables to grow. Directions for Cooking Peas It is customary, with most cooks, to cook peas in considerable water, and when done to turn off the surplus water, and add butter, pepper, and salt. The flavor of the peas and the sweetness will be better retained, however, if only sufficient water to cook them is used, so that it may not be necessary to discard any of it. If the pods are washed very clean, and are then cooked until tender, and the water strained from them, and used to cook the peas, 
all the sweetness and flavor will be retained. After cooking, add a half cup of cream, a lump of butter, and salt to taste. Salt should never be put to the peas until nearly or quite done, as it has a tendency to harden them. Peas as an entree. Cut out with a cookie cutter a round of bread from an ordinary slice of bread. Cut two rings with a doughnut cutter, dip them in melted butter, and toast them a delicate brown in the oven, or fry daintily in deep fat, drying on a wire sieve. Fill the cavities with tender young peas, cooked in a delicate cream sauce. Peas as an entree may also be served in cups made of boiled turnips, the turnips being first boiled whole, and then removed from the fire, the centers scooped out, mashed, and served as a separate dish, the peas boiled, and dressed with a white sauce, or simply with butter, pepper, salt, and cream, and dusted with bread crumbs and a bit of butter, being returned to the oven for a moment to heat, and slightly brown. Tomatoes Start tomatoes by sowing seed in a hotbed in spring, or start them in flats in the house, and plant them in the open ground when all danger of frost is past. They require well-manured soil, and when there is a limited supply of fertilizer, it will be well to put two or three spades full in each hill, spreading it over a couple of square feet of surface, as the tomato makes considerable root growth. Plant in rows four feet apart each way if no support is to be given, three feet if the plants are to be grown on racks or trellises. There is a wire tomato support on the market that is admirable, and quite within the reach of the small private garden. I am of the opinion, however, that tomatoes grown in the ground produce more fruit than when grown on racks. For this reason, as soon as the plants have attained much size, they become recumbent, lying on the ground, and whenever a joint of a branch touches the ground, it immediately makes roots, and so begins to draw nourishment from the soil, and is for this reason better able to produce an abundant crop than the plant grown upright on a frame, but with one supporting root. Keep the plants well cultivated and free from weeds. As soon as the plant begins to blossom, pinch off the ends of the shoots beyond the flowers that fruit may set early. This will materially hasten the ripening of the first fruit set. In the fall, at the approach of hard frost, the green tomatoes may be gathered and placed on racks in a warm, sunny position where they will continue to ripen for some time or the plants may be dug up, the roots wrapped in burlap, and hung in a warm, sunny place, where the fruit will ripen very well. I have kept them in the barn until November in this way. Or use may be made of an empty hotbed, in which the green tomatoes are placed on racks or on a bed of straw, and so continue to enjoy them far beyond their usual season. For the private garden, the stone tomato is one of the very best, being smooth, round, large and prolific, and exceptionally free from spot and with very little seed. It is not as early a ripener, however, 
as some of the varieties favored by market gardeners. Sparks earliana is an extra early sort, and is more hardy in plant than the stone, and a few plants of this variety may be set out to advance the season, using the stone or other variety for the main crop. Dwarf varieties like dwarf champion and dwarf stone are very desirable in gardens of limited space, as they may be planted in close rows, or can be supported, to a single small stake. Directions for Cooking Tomatoes The simplest and most popular way of serving tomatoes is raw, and there are one or two points which make for perfection in the process. In scalding the fruit, for the removal of the skin, moderately hot water should be avoided, as it is necessary to leave the fruit in it so long that the tomato becomes warm. Boiling water, which will instantly remove or loosen the skin, should be used, and the fruit removed as quickly as possible. I have seen cooks place a number of tomatoes in a pan, pour hot water over them, and proceed to peel them out of the water, leaving the unpeeled ones soaking and warming until the last was reached. Tomatoes served raw should be brought to the table as firm and cold as possible. They should never be dressed before serving, but the various condiments passed that each person may season them to please their fancy. Stewed Tomatoes Peel and remove the seeds from fresh, ripe tomatoes, as many as required. Cut into small pieces and season with salt, pepper, and a piece of butter stew until done and before taking from the fire add bread crumbs sufficient to thicken slightly add a dash of cayenne and let boil up once serve hot stewed tomatoes with onions peel and slice three or four onions and place in the frying pan with a little butter or good dripping cover and cook until tender have ready some peeled and sliced tomatoes add to the onions and cook until done. Serve with butter, pepper, and salt. Stuffed Tomatoes Scald and peel as many tomatoes as required. Cut a small piece from the top of each and remove the seeds. Fill the cavity, thus formed, with well-seasoned bread crumbs. Place a small piece of butter on the top of each and bake until brown. A little water should be placed in the pan to prevent the tomatoes burning or sticking to the dish. Scalloped Tomatoes Peel and slice ripe tomatoes. Place a layer in a baking dish and cover with bread or cracker crumbs, a dash of pepper and salt, and bits of butter. Add another layer of tomatoes and bread crumbs and continue with alternate layers of tomatoes, crumbs, and seasoning until the dish is full, the last layer being of the crumbs, with a liberal sprinkling of butter. Bake one hour. Macaroni with tomatoes. Break one half pound of macaroni into short pieces and boil in salted water until tender. Take from the water and blanch by turning cold water over it. Return to the stew pan and add one half cupful of sweet cream, one third of a cupful of butter, pepper, and salt. Let simmer for a short time have ready in another stew pan one pint of stewed tomatoes, 
Add the macaroni and serve hot in a covered dish. Tomato Soup Place over the fire a quart of peeled tomatoes. Add a pinch of soda and stew them soft. Strain to remove the seeds. Set it over the fire again and add a quart of hot boiled milk or a pint of cream and one of milk. Season with salt and pepper, a piece of butter the size of an egg, and three tablespoons full of rolled crackers, and serve hot. Canned tomatoes may be used instead of fresh ones. Fried green tomatoes. These may be prepared in a number of ways, by slicing and laying in salt and water until some of the water is drawn from them, and then dipping in flour and frying in hot drippings until tender, by covering with boiling water, and set on the back of the range, where they will keep hot, but not boil, until yellow, then drained, dipped in flour, and fried. They are also excellent fried with onions, but as the onions take much longer to cook than the tomatoes, they should be put on the fire in advance of the tomatoes, until partially cooked, when the sliced tomatoes should be added, and both cooked until a delicate brown. Tomatoes are almost equal to eggplant when nicely cooked, and should be more generally used, as green tomatoes are one of the most plentiful vegetables in the market. End of section 13